Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. I'm Kelly Vera, your host, and I'm super excited you took the time to spend with us today. This is a podcast by a single mom for single moms to help single moms, right? This is our safe space to grow, connect, and learn together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Single Moms Unfolded. Today, we are lucky enough to have Samantha Peacock. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Samantha is a single mom just going through the divorce phase, so we're going to question her and see how she's doing. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) So, so Samantha, tell us your definition of a single mom. Um, So, a single mom to me is somebody who is handling everything. So they handle the day-to-day stuff. They're handling the laundry and the kids' school schedule and the lunches, but also having to worry about the finances and the back end of everything. So if they are holding all of that stress on their shoulders, then that is a single mom to me. For sure. For sure. So are there any misconceptions? Um, yes, that single moms are weak. <laughs> <laughs> so untrue. So untrue, right? This, uh, I feel like portrayals in movies and TV shows are that single moms are, are weak and have a weak, um, character. I don't know, but, um, it's completely the opposite. And I think I probably had that misconception too, prior to being a single mom, but you, you really are just resourceful when it comes down to it. There's no failure is not an option. You have to make things work and you get creative and, um, yeah, you become pretty resilient. Yeah. I love, I love that resourceful and resilient. Those are like key words for single moms. That, that's it. You have to just keep going, right? And figure out what's plan B. What, what can I do here? Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about yourself and your kids. So I'm currently um, at school. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a master's program for cardiac perfusion. And um, we're here in Detroit just for my program. Um, no family, no help. But um, yeah, so we're here doing that. I've got two kids, uh, my seven-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter, or she's three now, sorry, seven and three, and they are awesome. But they are amazing in their own ways. So little guys, awesome, awesome. So share a little bit of your story with us. When did you know you were going to be a single mom? At what point were you like, okay, this is not working. Um, so I have two stories. So, cause I'm a single mom twice over, um, which I've learned in my life that I feel like I have to learn every lesson twice to really learn it. Like, <laughs> in school, <laughs> I hear you. Repetition, right? The master of mastery, right? Repetition. Yeah. So that's something I'm working on in therapy. <laughs> Learning the first time. So the first time was with my son's dad and, um, he's not a bad person. It just, um, he wasn't ready when it came down to it. And my son was born. He was not ready for family commitment, parenthood. Um, that was a terrifying time because everything was very new. Mm. Um, I had no idea how I was going to do it. And then I did it. Right. <laughs> Um, so this time around, it is a little bit different. Um, I'm confident in my ability to be a single mom, but now 
the separation part is a very different situation. Um, it's a lot more contentious and there's actual court battles and things like that going on. Um, vindictive behaviors I'm having to deal with every day. So uh, just different lessons I'm learning from both situations. Right. And, and how are the kids doing all this? Because that's it's the hardest for them, right? It's um, it was OK, I thought. And I'm I'm seeing as things are progressing. It's it's hard on them. Um, mm -hmm. A seven year old, especially he is really sensitive. He is so empathetic and just feels stuff going on. And he he doesn't know how to handle it, and he's trying to be supportive of me and maintain this relationship with his stepdad. And um, yeah, it's it's a whole thing I'm navigating, and I I plan on getting in, them into therapy once everything settles. So yeah, because he's probably grieving the loss too, the loss of you know his family. He thought, and then you know. Your daughter's so little, so that might be a little easier for her story. Okay, so tell me, like, what is your biggest struggles like right now? Right now, um, emotionally and logistically. So emotionally, I'm having to handle my last month of my didactic coursework, preparing to go out on a year of clinicals. Um, so I've got huge finals coming up, papers, my um, capstone to prepare for. I have to do all this onboarding stuff for the hospitals I'll be at. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just like the normal stress of your master's program. And then I'm also having to tag team with my lawyer whenever I have time and um, deal with the, like I said, vindictive and malicious behavior I'm dealing with at home. And um, yeah, I had to go to a conference two weeks ago now and I came home and it was just like, destruction <laughs> right ah um yeah it's i i'm trying to just breathe my way through it and and know that the only way the only way to the other side is to it, so that's true right because you're still living together so you have to just get through the whatever it is a couple months or six months or what, however long you have to stay there you just have to be like okay Almost treat like a coworker, right? You're a coworker. I'm not giving you my emotion. You know, you're so angry and you go in the other room and you want to go to something, but yeah, you can't give them that energy because that, oh, I'm so sorry. I know that sucks. <laughs> I know. I know it sucks. I've been there and it's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. I have to, I, the only thing I keep telling myself in my head, when I go through things, I try to find like one little phrase or mantra to just get me through. And I mean, this will end like yeah. this too shall pass no matter the outcome, whether I like it or I don't like it, like it won't be like this. So it, that's great. It'll come to an end. Yeah, it will pass. You keep telling yourself this isn't forever. This is just temporary. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could tell your younger self something, what would you tell your younger self? <sighs> My younger self. <laughs> Learn how to date. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just never taught that. And so that's something um, I've been talking with a lot of people lately, a lot of friends about emotional growth and mental health and, um, and teaching younger generations how to do things better. And part of that is just, I don't think that we're taught how to 
know ourselves and know what we want from other people and set boundaries and, and things like that. Um, so wish I learned boundaries younger. <laughs> but yeah, that's very true. We're not taught how to be in relationships. We're not how taught like really how to make friends or to, to yeah, navigate all this. It's very true. There's a lady, a really sweet girl. I had in my first podcast, McKenna, and she had gone through this and she had made a list. This is what I want. And if you don't meet that list, that's it. Next. You know, and it's really cool to be like, wow, she knows exactly what she wants. You know, many of us take what we get, what we, you know, like, oh, okay, they seem nice. Okay, well, we'll go with it. And they're like, wow, I don't like that. You know, I'm not feeling that, but we don't always say anything because they're very good looking and very kind or whatever it is at the time. We don't do that. I, I found in myself is that I am too much of a, um, I don't really know the word for it, but I always see the good in people. So even if there's things that it's like, maybe that's a red flag, I always give them the benefit of the doubt um, too much. And I'm learning to not give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. They're going to show you who they are. They're going to tell you who they are. Don't, don't try to make an excuse for them for that. Right. This is it. It goes with friends too. And my family, I'm going through family growing pains too. Um, lots of stuff to unpack in therapy for my child. Right. Right. So. But, but that's good that you're going to therapy and you're working on what you need to, right? You're not staying stuck. You're like, okay, this is not good for my mental health. Yeah. So how, how far do you think you've grown with this? What did, give me some good stuff about what that's come out of all this. So much. I actually just had this conversation last night with a friend. Um, Cause he asked me, he said, not to be rude, but like, how did you end up with this guy? He sounds awful. <laughs> um, he sounds like, why'd you have a kid with him? And I kind of broke it down step by step. And um yeah, I mean, you learn things you didn't know. I didn't know about love bombing. I didn't know about the narcissistic behaviors that, that reel you in. I just, if you don't, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. Um, and so just being more aware of people and their honest, sincere behaviors and what they're showing you, um, maintaining my own boundaries is the biggest thing I've probably learned from this. Um, because I grew up as a people pleaser too, with my family, I don't think I ever really knew myself and my own wants and own needs until now in my thirties. Um, so boundaries is, is a big thing I've learned and I'm continuing to just grow with. And, and as you know, now that you know more about narcissism and stuff, like I, I'm a people pleaser too. I grew up like that, just doing all oh, this is what good you know good girls do you get you do well in school you do this you you know accommodating everybody and then you end up you're the magnet for these kind of people with controlling behavior and you know their own agendas not somebody that's a team a team player so yeah so it's good if we could teach you know kids growing up okay this is what to look for this is the boundaries this is not okay but because we're empathetic we take we take on their energy and we want to help people and we do. We want to help people. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Yeah. So tell us what was something really influential in your life and that impacted your life? Um, I mean, I immediately, when you asked that question, I want to say my grandma, my grandma was my best friend. Um, and she's passed away, but in terms of like 
relationships and stuff. I can't say that. My grandma, I questioned every day why she was with my grandpa. The stuff that she put up with with him. And I now, you know, in retrospect, I'm standing back thinking like, this is the pattern. Like, this is how it all started. Yeah. Um, They had their cute love story and it was a different time, but it wasn't healthy. So um, that's something that's been interesting for me to accept too, that I loved both of my grandparents dearly, but what they had together needed to be worked on. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Um, Influential now, I would say I, I don't have a person in my life that's influential. Um, It's more like I've been into a lot of audiobooks and podcasts that I, I kind of cling to their, their strength and their knowledge to help me grow. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Speaks is a big one I'm on to right now. All of his Steven Speaks. Okay. Um, I'll have to check it out. And he's got a lot of relationship-based stuff, but it's also just about healing in general from past trauma. And he kind of breaks all of those common things that we hear that, you know, everybody has pain and trauma. Well, he says, yes, everybody has it, but not everybody has to carry it with them forever. <laughs> like ditch it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been going through some of, some of his stuff and that's been helpful. Oh, that's good. That's good. But I think it's great that you are seeking out what you need. You're like, okay, I know what I want. That I know what I need and you're seeking it out. A lot of us would be like, okay, I'm in a crappy spot and this is just my, my lot right here. So I think it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, I'm going to find something else. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you have any other advice you want to share with single moms? If you could tell them one thing. One thing? Oh, I can't narrow it. Okay, give them two. Give them two. <laughs> um... Find a way to always enjoy your kids, like find a cheap way to do it. For me, we do dance parties. When I feel like I'm going to lose my mind and I see the kids are losing theirs, (laughs) (laughs) but we don't have the time. We don't have the money to blow, you know, just blast some music and just have a dance party. It's, it's fun. It's cheap. You bond. Um, it's just a good way to change the tone of things for sure. And then always find a way to take care of yourself too. Um, whether that be like you're reaching towards a personal goal every day, something small, like maybe you need to follow a budget, like sit down and do your budget or work out or shave your lip. For me, it's shaving legs. Like that's a big for me. Right. <laughs> Makes me feel good. I feel a little bit more just confident that day. Um, nobody's going to see him. <laughs> well, I might, but it's for you. <laughs> it just, yeah, that's just something I do for me. And I think that's great that you just said something like as simple as shaving your legs. Cause we deny ourselves that sometimes. I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha's like, keeps going off. So she's kind of doing the wave to keep it on, but it's all good. Thank you to start a dance party. Oh, well, <laughs> Samantha, thank you so much for your time and energy today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed being here and I hope I can help somebody. Yes, I'm sure a lot of single moms are in your spot and you're very uplifting. So this is really good for them to hear. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. 
you so much for tuning in. We would love to stay connected. Check us out at www.myhappyplaceforlife.com. And while you're there, click on the services tab to check out our awesome coaching options. It's our mission to give single moms a shortcut to the life they want after divorce. You aren't alone and you do not have to take the long road. We can totally help. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, myhappyplaceforlife. That is with the number four. And if you want some free trainings, feel free to join our Facebook group, Happy Life 101 for Single Parents. Thank you so much for tuning in and check back every Thursday for a new episode. Until then, remember you're smart, you're beautiful, and you got this.